On today's episode of the Rugby Room Podcast, got a fun show for you guys. A quick little news segment, gonna jump into the Curry Cup and the playoffs that are happening right this weekend, and as well as a couple other news tidbits from around the world. And then we're gonna jump into an awesome interview with two of our close friends, ex-teammates, uh, David Richards, Callum Tam. David plays on the seventh circuit with the men's Canadian national team. Callum's playing professional rugby out in Hong Kong for the Hong Kong national team. It was an awesome pod. We caught up, talked rugby. It was great. Definitely got to make sure to tune in. We were recording over three different time zones. So it was quite interesting, but we made it work. Anyways, let's hit the plugs, Carter. And as always, guys, the Rugby Room is brought to you and powered by the Canadian Misfits. The Canadian Misfits are a nonprofit sport organization with the goal of developing high-performance rugby players. You can find them on their website at canadianmisfits7s.ca or check them out on social media. Their Instagram, Twitter is Canada Misfit Sevens, and on Facebook, it's Canada Misfit Rugby. We'd also like to shout out one of our most recent partners, North American Muscle. North American Muscle was established to provide top quality, cost-effective commercial and residential fitness equipment using material, components, and labor sourced exclusively in the USA and in Canada. For a 10% discount on all equipment, use our promo code RUGBYROOM at checkout. You can find them, North American Muscle, at www.northamericanmuscle.ca. That's www.northamericanmuscle.ca. And let's run the music, baby. Let's run it. Cheers, brother. Cheers, my guy. What's the drink of choice? Today we've got. Indian pale, huh? what about you? Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll blurp that. Of course, always supporting my guys, Cold Break Brewery. I got the Blueberry Sour, man. Mm. It's wicked. Better out of class, like most beers are, but uh, can works great. Yeah. Got to send me some. ASAP. There you go. <laughs> I will. I do. I do. I do. Being a bad uh, bad partner here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. All right. So let's, let's hop into the, uh, the news. Yeah. Let's jump right into it. Yeah, man. News and banter. So rolling with the highlights here. Um, first thing we got is, uh, this just sent for your Quinns fans. It's been mutually agreed between Paul Gustard and, uh, and the club that, uh, he's going to be leaving the Quinns effective immediately to enable him to pursue other opportunities. So, I mean, what comes to mind right away is I would think that he's potentially looking to coach internationally. He's been, uh, kind of by Eddie Jones's side a little bit. He's done some defense work for them and stuff. So, I mean, that's. The first thing I think of is uh, that he'd be, I mean, pursuing potential opportunity there. But uh, I don't know for sure because that's all that's really been released. But I thought you could, I thought you could, I don't know, maybe you can. You can't coach internationally and domestically. I don't think so. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's your big news. Yeah, potentially a coach England. Oh, and the Heard it here first. So that comes yeah. true. Carter Bondy predicted it first. Um, yeah. Paul Queen's guy, England guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Your news in. And, and, and yeah. kind of another another coach-centered news. I think we put this up on our Instagram for those who saw it. But uh, it was kind of some reassuring news, I guess, from the best that uh, Razi Erasmus, head coach, head coach of South Africa, uh, basically said, I'll actually quote him here, if option one of playing in South Africa doesn't work out, we'll go to option Z to make it happen. We don't want to lose out on playing the line series. We feel we deserve to play against them, end quote. So uh, big words from Razia. This gives me confidence that we'll see some sort of matchup, right? Like, 
And they do, though, brother. They do. They just won this World Cup. Just like New Zealand did in 2015, two years later, they get to play mm-hmm. uh, the British and Irish Lions on tour. So, man, like, I want to see this. Everyone wants to see this. Despite the comments we heard and said last week on the pod, like, they've obviously done more than the opportunity. They're the best team in the world. They're going to be hot. And, yeah, man, like, this... I want this tournament to go ahead. It has to go ahead. It's too bad that we won't even... Too bad we can't go there, Danny. Dude, honest. I know. You'd be, putting, you'd, be, you'd be putting us up with some of your uh, yeah, calling some of the boys from the from the motherland. Some of the South African mates, yeah, put us up. For, I'm sure they would yeah. for board. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, this. I mean, think of the eyes that would be on this game, man. I'm just so I keep like saying how pumped I am for this game to happen. It's got to happen. We gotta what's the word? Manifest it to happen. Um, yeah, but yeah, so you, you could potentially agree with some of the critics, I guess, in in Europe, just saying that it's meant to be a tour. Um, for those sides, whereas it's it shouldn't have to be South Africa coming on tour. It's like it's the experience for those guys. But man, at the end of the day, too, it's it's the rugby and it's the best, of the best. Yeah, like um, going at it in a three test tour, and they, and they get to play the clubs. They get to it's all experience. That's why I guess you can see the downside of not being able to actually go to South Africa. But like it is, I mean, it is the experience, right? But aside from health and safety, and I think obviously health and safety has to come first for all the countries. But aside from that, like. The whole world had to adapt. Like, I don't think it's fair to be snotty, be like, oh, it's not going to be the full Lions experience to play. Like, but this is the best we can do. It's COVID. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, this is what we have to, to do to make it work. So let's just suck it up and go play. It's like for like for the poor souls who had first year university this year, like, you just, you had to make, like, suck it up, right? And make it work. It's not like, I mean, I guess some guys probably yeah. took it off um, and pushed it back a year. But yeah. like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Everyone's adapting. We we gotta get this series out, man. Cause like you said, like South Africa just won a World Cup. Like the Lions always a huge series. Like the amount of eyes in this game would be insane. It's yeah. gotta go ahead. I don't know. I agree. Has to do. Yeah. 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 Especially everything that comes along with it, man. Like that's that series you get to play clubs, it's yeah, you, you really hope that they can make it work. But uh I mean, and, and pushing it back, I don't know if you can push it back in there, then then that hurts prep for the twenty twenty three World Cup. Yeah. And if you push it back then again to twenty twenty four, the next Lions tour. Then, then you're pushing back the Australian tour. Then you're pushing back the New Zealand tour in 2028. You know what I mean? So it's like, like we, where do you draw the line? I guess I agree. I, I'll, if anything comes out of this, I'm all up for uh, option Z. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll option Z. Yeah. yeah. So Z, Z, yeah. whatever. <laughs> the Canadian, the Canadian way. Z. Z. Yeah. Sometimes I always get mixed up because I know they're said different, but I'm like, I can't remember who says which one. Yeah. Cause it's been so long. Yeah. But yeah. Option Z, option Z. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm freaking pumped. Hopefully that works out. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on then to the uh, next one. Carter, if you want to jump it. Yeah, another highlight. Um, this one's going a little more domestically rather than news. But uh, funny enough, last weekend the Saracens had uh, like an exhibition game against the Ealing Trailfinders. Um, and actually the biggest thing you probably would have seen other than there were some other big names. Uh, Duncan was in the centers. But Billy Vinopolo played 80 minutes against... Uh, Ealing and the Saracens supposedly, well, in 2019 were the best team in Europe and uh, and England, and they lost to uh, to a Champions Champions League side. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's their form or the or the Champions Cups just that close. It does it does show that those guys do compete and should be competing to uh, to get promotion every year, right? So that's a big shout to the Trailfinders. But uh, I know I think it's Shane O'Leary's uh, a time that's played for Canon off and on. He he used to play, uh, he was on contract there a couple years ago, I think. Uh, maybe just, we were just getting out of high school, Danny. Probably like 16, 17, 18. I don't yeah. know how long his contract was, I don't know where he's now. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, shouts to them. They, they went and 
Been battled 80 minutes and, and beat the Saracens 27 26. So. That's quite a shout. Good for them. Yeah, man. it's just one of those games yeah. like Saracens ha- have everything to lose and the yeah. the Trailfinders gets nothing to lose. And, get to go yeah. out there. Yeah. It's just literally just play their hand and have fun. That's all. That's again, that's honestly like I think we said it last week too with who was it uh, when Exeter lost to Bristol. It's kind of like you got to be kind of there for oh, ment- yeah. mentally. You got to be there for yeah. every game, right? Like you can't take, can't think like, oh, this is a granted game. This game's in the basket because yeah. those are the ones when they get. when they were saying that, yeah. yeah. So, just like this, Saracens got to be on all the time. And just on a kind of side note, dude, that Saracens kit, I think it's was revealed pretty recently, but it's just it's pretty nasty, dude. I'm a, I'm a fan. I like it. Yeah, it looks pretty gross. I think they're like the only, at least. I don't know. Ah, I can't actually speak on this, but I think at least for sure in the Premiership, they're the only team that's sponsored by Nike. They're one, Nike doesn't sponsor many. No, they don't. Uh, professional teams at all, or or yeah. So I mean, it's kind of gross. But yeah, it is pretty filthy. Think, that just, yeah, it just shows the, uh, the city index. I think they call them like the city jerseys. I saw a post from uh, Itoja. Yeah. Um, he was in that kit, and it looked really gross. So big fan. But yeah, it's clean. Anyways. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, so French are good for the Six Nations. Um, yep. And they actually just got the French Federation announced pretty recently that it's approved a private equity firm investment into the Six Nations. Um, how much was it? At a, 350 million euros. So that's $435 million over five, over five years. And some capital partners taking a 14.3 investment, whatever. But like, just at the end of the day, like yeah. huge amount of money putting, getting put into the Six Nations. Like that's just good, man. I mean, I yeah. uh, you can't just throw money at something and hope for it to get better, obviously. But it's a definitely a good sign because. Uh, no, for sure, dude. And they see opportunity there too. That, like the French Rugby Federation, mm-hmm. like you see the development of France, you see how, how good they are and the depth they have, man. That they're a real contender for for 2023 and upcoming Six Nations and other international um campaign so that's that's a huge shout it's good for them um and yeah man like i said keep your eyes on france cause these guys are hot yeah 2023 world cup winners as predicted by carter bondi Never yeah forget. you heard it here again uh, i yeah. i say it's fake news but uh that's just because i'm really biased <laughs> yeah anyways uh yeah another just a couple tidbits here um I guess I think a lot of people have seen this on Instagram. If you saw that video of uh, a big player lifting another player, lifting a ref, sorry, into the air. Um, so that was Joe, a Fijian winger, Josiah Reisuke. Reisuke? Reisuke? Yeah. Sorry for butchering that. Yeah. I know I am. But basically, his team, they won uh, in the second French league. Um, Division, eventually yeah. division, and uh, he lifted the referee in the in the air like almost like a Champions Cup, isn't it? As if to like celebrate, and there was it sparked like a bit of controversy, I guess. Like some people thought it was just funny and like whatever, and other people were like, hey, like you can't do that, you can't touch the ref, like. And yeah, but I don't know. He's been he's just been banned for five weeks. I guess is the new news there. Five week ban. Yeah. It is. It honestly, it's funny for the blind eye. It's funny for us to see, but I mean, if you do know, it is disrespectful. I guess to the ref, the poor, the poor little guy being. I guess kind of demeaned, I guess, or something in a sense. Like, that's, I mean, it's a little tough, but it was good banter. It was pretty yeah. funny. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think, I mean, I think that's what it is. Like, from the media, it is a funny banter, but it's like, yeah, like, you're going to get a five week ban. I'm not, I think everyone kind of expected that. And some people are saying, like, oh, like, he shouldn't have been carded because I believe he got a red card. I just, like, right after. Yeah. 
And people were like, oh, yeah. like, he, sh- Although it was he yeah. shouldn't have been carded. Like, it was good fun. Like, where's the fun? I'm like, yeah, but one of the great things about rugby is that respect for refereeing. Like, I don't know about, yeah. Kurt, when I'm watching NBA. Compared, compared to other dude, sports. Dude, the NBA yeah. drives, And even soccer. Even they, soccer, too. Just... European-wise, dude, the, this respect for refs compared to, like, soccer compared to rugby. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, for me, it's, like, just... If I, They're like, hot. watching basketball, dude, and, like, whatever. Like, they foul him layup. And it's just, like... Like every single time the players like bitch in, complaining like, "Oh, what the hell!" Oh yeah, and it's just so exhausting to yeah. watch. I'm like, just like, I don't know. Hey, you know the rules. Yeah, like, you know like, what I mean? Like, I don't maybe it's just because I've been brought up in, into rugby and like we've also we're always taught like respect for the referee. Like you know, any there's yeah, no that's game, not tolerated. Yeah. So, but yeah, like he got a five big ban. It was kind of funny. It was in good humor. Uh, but like, uh, fair enough. You can't touch. You can't, With you can't touch the ref. Yeah, it was. I would say it was worth yeah. it. I don't know if you think that. Honestly, dude, the bigger way I was just saying to this before, but the biggest thing I took away from that video was you told me like right before the show started that that guy was a winger, and I was like, "What? What? <laughs> I thought he was a front yeah. rower, dude. Like he was huge." Feel as you go yeah. check out that video. Probably, probably looks like a lock, dude. But yeah. yeah, I guess that's the the uh, not much. Like, I mean, size difference comparisons a whole lot different league and compared to league and union. So I guess that could be. Could be the main thing. But in other news, we had uh, um, just silent news. We don't like to talk about this. But Eddie Jones is isolated after his assistant uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. But uh, we'll skip over that because, you know, we talk about this pod. We don't like to talk about the negative stuff. But uh, I don't know what that's going to mean. With Like we talked about, we see Six Nations starts up February 5th. So looking at my watch here, it's like two and a half weeks away. Um, or even just two. But uh but yeah, Dude, I mean, even if he's he's gonna isolate and and get tested and be fine. That but. guy would coach from his couch through Zoom if he had oh, to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no. It'd still be one of the top three. In the Literally, world. so it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine. Like, obviously, he he hasn't tested positive, but I mean, let's hope he's his assistant uh, kind of takes care of it and is uh, well and healthy soon again. And obviously, that Eddie also is uh, staying positive, testing negative, as uh, I've heard thrown around. <laughs> But uh, anyway, moving on to a little bit of local news for those of us, for those of you in uh, Canada or Ontario with us. So I'm sure you've seen it by now, but uh, obviously the Junior um, Blues Academy, they partnered with the Toronto Arrows quite a while ago uh, to bring just kind of like a, a joined development camp, which makes a lot of sense, you know, grassroots through to the pro, pro, pro league. And uh, they just released a new logo, which is pretty cool. Um, so go check that out on their Instagram. Uh, what do you think about it, Carter? I thought... I think it's... Yeah, the design itself is pretty slick. Yeah. I mean, it's nice, it's new, it's modern. If it's going to go go towards a, like a junior development academy, I mean, it's, it's going to tailor to and, and be a nice on the eye for uh, those younger those younger studs that are coming through and the ones that are going to be in the program. So, and like... I mean, I dig the logo. I dig the opportunity and the... Uh, I mean, the proposal of, of the academy itself. So. I think it's super motivating too, dude, to get like... I don't know, like whenever you you finally get that Ontario gear for participating on the Ontario team, like, it's kind of like, it feels good, right? And then it's like, you're wearing that around. Like, we always used to make a joke, like, in our club practices, like, everyone would come, all the guys, as you play Ontario, would, like, just, like, come wearing their Ontario. Decked out in their gear. Yeah, and then we, like, they got, obviously, like, made fun of a little bit. So it's like, if you showed up in your Ontario gear to club practice, you were were due for a bit of, uh, a bit of, a bit of ragging on, I'll say. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. still, like it's always nice to no, get for sure. Kit, but yeah, 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 and go check that out, dude. Because that either way, that academy's sick. Like I think it's a pretty sweet opportunity. It's nice to see kind of, I guess, with the opportunity of professional league North America now is the opportunity to, uh, um, 
I guess fall suit um, national or nationally, like like other um, nations do. Like you see um, European and even New Zealand with the schoolboys and everything else. Like guys, like we develop a lot more through the Ontario system, right? Like if you want to uh, be in a high performance profile, usually go through the junior development programs. So and it is it's is still that, and it's paired uh, with Ontario, but. Just to be like, I don't know, getting younger guys in that system um, and and having the opportunity for coaches and, and staff to see guys developing um, with like a potential, I guess, end goal would, would be the MLR, you know what I mean? And whether it's the Arrows or anywhere else, um, it's like direct affiliation with the professional team, right? That's just, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't really have that opportunity before, so it's good to see uh, Ontario, no one, as they were, used to be the uh, Ontario Arrows, but uh, so they've always been closely tied, but... I mean, yeah, it's going to be a pretty sick opportunity, man. A lot of guys are going to, I don't know, be a lot more motivated now knowing that there's a, a professional outlet at the end of yeah. their development, which I think is pretty and sick. And there's just too. more exposure to, like, pro coaches. Like, the MLR's got some pretty big, like, names now throwing in the coaching game. So you're just getting yeah. more exposure to that. Like, you'll probably get, interact with some of the pro players, kind of see what their work habits are like. It's just all around good. Cause, like, yeah. For us, like, before the arrows kind of started, like, when us, for us coming up through the program, like – U20s Canada was kind of like the end of the line for most guys, right? Like if you made it yeah, that far. Yeah, it's a far. big jump. I mean, and that was yeah. a big jump. So it's like, it's, I don't know, it's kind of... And the, for those who made it, it was expensive, right? Like playing for every Ontario camp was yeah, a couple thousand bucks. Like Canada stuff's a couple thousand bucks. So it's like not a lot of guys could afford to stick around that long. And it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like having this, just making it more accessible and get, like you're saying, that end goal, I think is going to be huge for just for Canadian development yeah. in general. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, previously it's that's what it's been, man. Like, you want to play that next level in Ontario and in Canada. It's it's the format of a national championship, which you then go from your high school to your club to trying out for Ontario, making Ontario, and you play in a, a national championship format without any like inner province um, opportunity other than through tryout and such. But uh, I mean, yeah, definitely just a pretty sick outlet. It's gonna um, allow for guys to develop and and just I don't know continuing to get the youth better um, programming and coaching. Dude, that's ultimately what you need, right? Exactly, yeah. Anyways, let's, yeah. Uh, I guess, let's move on to uh, the only real, I guess, like rugby games we have this weekend, right? As we know for sure, yeah. yeah. As we know, that's been confirmed. I mean, we've done our research a little bit, but uh, coming off the tail end of last week a little bit, as we know that all European Championship, Northern Hemisphere stuff has been sidelined um, due to the French's... Um, I guess travel bans. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. But either way, it's still exciting stuff, dude. We have uh, Carlin Curry Cup yeah, semifinal so fixtures, playoffs. man. Your boys kicking it off. I'll let you. I'll let you kick it off. Dan. Yeah, man. So, first up, we have uh, the Vodacom Bulls against the Lions at 7 a.m. on Saturday. So put that one in your cup. That is going to be the Dwayne Vermeule, Dwayne Vermeulen, Dwayne Vermeulen show, all day. So that's like that's the player to watch in that game. The Bulls have been top of the table. F- for basically the entire competition, like both the Curry Cup and the Super Rugby Unlocked, an elite team. They're going up against the Lions. And that's what I love about semifinals, man. Like anything can happen, right? Like you still got to show up your top in, on your top of your game. Um, and like this is going to be, I, I feel like bad, not bad. I feel dumb saying that it's going to be a good game because they're all good games. But like this is going to be a fantastic game to watch. Just play off, uh, play off rugby. And then... Uh, that's one versus four. Yeah, exactly. And then just... Uh, I guess right as that game ends at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, we have the DHL Western Province taking on the Celsi Sharks in the playoff game. Obviously, the Western Province, that's uh, my home 
It's my town of birth, my province of birth. So those are my boys. And uh, that's going to be... This is actually an interesting game because both of these guys, they never played each other during the regular season, right? Which obviously shouldn't have happened. The Carling Cup regular season, right? The Kyrie Cup regular season, yeah. I, yeah. Even in yeah. the Unlocked, I think, because both of their games oh, really? were canceled due to COVID. So right. they never actually okay. got the opportunity to play each other. So I think I saw an interview with um, Herschel Youngkies, the their scrum half, and he was just saying, it's like, you know, it's like we've been preparing for a month for this game. Like we have prep of both, like both like times we prepped, we did all this prep to play them, then never actually played them. And then again, like their next game, they did all this prep to play them, never actually played them. And then here wow, they are, like tough. they've set for a semifinal. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Like, in one sense, like, yeah, like, yeah. maybe they're a lot more prepped for the game. But on the other side, you never got that litmus test. You never got that first game against them to kind of feel out, like, where each, which, where, like, their strengths and weaknesses are. So you kind of just got to go in, like, with a game plan and just hope that it's, that your analysis has been good enough, I guess, to make it work. Balls blazing, dude. Yeah, legit. Yeah. The thing that's, that is, uh, well, about that too is uh, Rassi Rass is also said or took the press i guess and said um that obviously there's going to be any, any i don't know it's just kind of staying that he knows that uh their domestic fixtures and competition has been obviously somewhat affected due to covid like you just said man these are these are two top four teams that haven't played each other yet this year from our i don't know basic knowledge right now but um and yeah man ultimately you find yourself in a in a top four spot with the chance that you win two games and you win you win the uh the curry cup so it's like that's just it's the format we've been in and that's something about rugby too it's like any other sport, man. Like even like football, when you play on a weekly basis, it's you gotta get up for the time. You you prep for th- something, you can be let down, which we saw, which happened, mm-hmm. based on circumstances that are out of both clubs' uh, reach. So I mean, yeah, it's how you can prep now for this game, man. You know, obviously, these guys will be doing extensive hours of film and and uh, um, digging into and, into what they're gonna be going up against. So it's gonna be good. I mean, these teams will be prepped for, man, and especially in that format where there's seven teams in the Curry Cup. I mean, these guys know each other well, man. There's oh, there's yeah definitely some uh, rivalries and such that go on and they've all played they've uh, all played together too like a lot of them have played with the spring oh, box yeah. like internationally yeah like yeah. these guys are tight oh, yeah. obviously like i guess the same with the- they'll be they'll be sending out some with with the week off rest too think about that man these guys have had 14 days well let's say 10 days leading up to it training prep for this like it's a matter of who's who's got their uh uh, prep right and who's gonna, who's gonna be their team on on the day so yeah i mean yeah get up for it two games seven and nine like danny said one ends one starts again what's a better way to start your yeah, Saturday? it's a great start to your Saturday. Saturday. seven seven a.m like that's i mean if you're gonna get up for a game 9 30 a.m the western province come support my boys that's an easy that, they, yeah. everyone's up by 9 30 like that that's a great game right there um, you, get to, you get to sleep in sunday before the uh conference files in the nfl anyway so true <laughs> wake up early saturday yeah and then uh sleep in sunday yeah. there you go there you go Perfect. And then the finals taking place next weekend. And uh, it's going to be Western Province. I guess I'll throw down a quick prediction. I'm going to say Western Province. I was going to say we should do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take – obviously, I'm taking Western Province in that second game. Um, I'm going to say tw- – I think it's going to be like a 30, 30 to 24. Like a game like that. That's my That's my prediction number one. 30 to 24. I do agree with high scoring, man. We've seen, I think, like a uh, a common theme we've seen. Well, I'm no theme, but these guys, man, they're they, they know how to score. And don't let me wrong, their defense is far none um, up there with the greatest. If you look at uh, holding England to what they did in the uh, in the uh, World Cup final, but 
Um, you've seen you've seen high score games, man, especially in the last in the last uh, um, two tournaments or whatever. So yeah. I mean, I do agree with a bit of a hard score unless and the weather's good. So you can think that balls be flying, guys will be trying shit, and they'll be uh, playing their hand for sure. I mean, obviously I have to go against you here. I mean, you're, well, I don't know what the series is, but you won the one in 2020. You're probably gonna you're already up one nothing here. Yep. But I'll go Sharks. I think defense will be firing too, though. So I don't think it's gonna be too high scoring. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it could it's go be under. Way. I think your point total might be under fifty, under sixty for sure. You're under sixty there too. You're 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 taking uh, Western Province thirty twenty four for point total. Of, yeah, if we're gonna do uh, if we're talking betting here, you're going you're going under fifty five points here. So maybe I'll go over fifty five points. We'll make we'll make a two way bet here. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So you're going under 55 points. I'm going to go over 55 points. And I'm going to say Sharks. I'm going to go Sharks 30. What's a proper score? Here? I don't need to force you to take the Sharks either if you just want to do the point score. Because, I mean, we both know Western Province is going to come out there and slow. No, no. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna get up and I'm going to FaceTime. I'm going to get up and I'm going to FaceTime at 11 o'clock when the clock's dying <laughs> down. And it, and my boys are up by two scores. I'm going to say that they're going to come out fire. I'm going to go 38. Mm. Four tries, misconversion, a couple penalties. I'm going to go 38, two-score game. Let's go 38-26. All right. 38-26. Like I'll write those down. Send some predictions in, too, if you guys are listening. And and even the uh, the Bulls-Lions game. Tell us who you think is going to win. Obviously, there's favorites there in the Bulls. but uh, Yeah. Yeah. What do you think for Bulls? Bulls-Lions. Give, give us some estimates. I, well, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to go Bulls. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take Lions. I think I like a little underdog rivalry. Um, um, I'm going to say – You go You go score first. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think, like, it's going to be 18 to 13. Really? That's what I'm thinking for that game. Okay. I think the Bulls so – you're going Lions. Yeah, the Bulls have been really good at just, you know, man, controlling the game, managing game, playing at their own pace. Um, but I think Lions – they have a shot. Like, I mean, it's – Every team has a shot, I should say, but I think it's going to be low. R- rugby gods and the Lions favor a little bit that yeah. day. Okay. Some gross plays. I'll Rangers. go Bulls. I'm still liking a higher score here. I'm going to go Carter for Bulls. Let's go Let's go 24-20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. The Lions aren't going anywhere, man. They're going to go to what's a blow. So that, was your, that was your prediction last week on the uh, on that uh, Leinster-Russell yep. game. 24-20. 24-20. Magic score. But you did guess Leinster's score, which is pretty... You guys should be giving a shout out to Danny. You guessed their exact point. So, I mean, you were like well over 50% on that game. Oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty put money down. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Seriously. Yeah, so that's your playoffs. Just to reiterate, Vodacom Bulls against Lions, 7 a.m. on Saturday. That's January 23rd. Get to put it in your calendars. And then the Western Province taking on the Celsius Sharks, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, Saturday, January 23rd. It's playoff season. I'm excited, bro. Excited. Let's get it, man. All right, I guess... Now is the time to move on from the new segment. We have two awesome guests coming on the show. And I will say this is the first time that we haven't pre-recorded our guest interview. So they're actually, we're jumping on the phone with them in the, actually the next, I think, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. They're actually coming on right now. So so we can't we can't give you too many sneak peeks Yeah, here. so no sneak peeks. But right. it's going to be a great interview. These we've, We both play with these guys. They're, they're awesome, man. Great guys. Fun Cla- guys. Class dudes, class players, yeah. man. A lot of potential young um yeah way ahead of time so i mean two guys you're gonna want to listen to they're gonna have some tips and tricks for you guys fill us in on uh bit on their careers and, and where they're headed so yeah tune in guys it's gonna be stick around it's gonna be yes, good sir see you there 
All right, everyone. So pleased to be announcing our next guests to the pod. These guys are both born and raised from Ontario. They're both playing for their countries, chasing the dreams, chasing the egg, playing pro, playing Canada. We've missed these guys. We love them. Please welcome Callum Tam and David Richards. What's up, guys? Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. How's it going, boys? Good, boys. Pleased to have you on, man. We're excited to uh, shoot the shit a little bit and, and uh, talk about rugby, man. Ultimate. Absolutely. So we're going to jump into a little bit of, uh, we thought we'd start out with a bit of your rugby background so everyone can kind of get to know who you guys are and uh, how you kind of got to where you are today. So I guess let's start with the first question and maybe David, you can start us off here, but we're going to ask, what was your first experience with rugby and like, where did your kind of, you know, love for the game start? Honestly, uh, probably first, first thing my sister actually got me into rugby. She, uh, she's four years older than me. So she kind of started playing in, uh, in high school and then I went to go watch a few of her games and I was playing soccer at the time and then kind of was like, no, nah, it's not really it. So I decided to, to join a club near me, which is Miss Saga Blues when she joined uh, and then just kind of started playing there under U12 and, and yeah, kind of got things rolling there. Right what about you, Cal? Uh, I started playing rugby when I was five years old and um, I was like jumping sport to sport, like baseball, basketball, like the typical like typical like sporty kid but like I was a little like fat Asian so I wasn't really I wasn't really working towards any good sports like soccer I wasn't really mobile enough for it so when I like picked up a rugby ball I, I kind of liked it it was good it, it felt normal so that's when I came through for that's what came through yeah 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 for sure bro um yeah and then uh maybe we'll run through just get on up to date um just a quick run through kind of from obviously where you started, Calm, being, uh, been a young bloke playing all sports. And David, you started with soccer. Um, give us, we'll start with you again, David. Just give us a run through from uh, um, just your career kind of to date, um, starting from whatever junior development to what opened doors to get to, uh, to where you are today. Uh, sure. Yeah. Like, um, so I started obviously at the Mississauga Blues at U11. And then honestly, from there, for the first, the first couple of years, I was still playing a lot of, a lot of hockey. So, about up until whatever grade nine is, I think maybe like U14, U15, I was kind of flipping back and forth between rugby and, and hockey and hockey. I was kind of more passionate about honestly at the moment. And then um, my dad kind of sat me down and was like, Hey, like can't really, can't really do both of these uh, at a high level next. So you kind of got to pick. And I mean, obviously I guess, I guess I picked the right, right route with rugby, but so, I mean, for me in the time, at the time it was a tough decision to drop hockey and just continue with rugby, but kept playing rugby there. And then, uh, yeah, U16, I don't know, kept playing, made a, made my first Ontario team, went to Las Vegas, uh, at the under 16 Ontario sevens team. Um, and then just kind of kept making a few more teams and, uh, with Ontario and then finally made first, uh, under 18 Canada team for sevens where we went to Bahamas for these Commonwealth games. Yeah. And, uh, honestly just kind of kept happening naturally and got asked to play for more teams. And then eventually, uh, after high school, I got offered a card to come out West and, uh, and play with the Canada sevens team. And kind of that's, that's the journey. I've kind of been just in a, in a quick little. In a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. What was, yeah. What, what, what made you pick rugby over hockey in the beginning? Like what was the um, kind of decision criteria that you're, you're going through? Were, were you better at rugby at the time? Um, I guess at, at the time, yeah, I was, I was better, but I guess, I mean, I wasn't too good at hockey. Like in Canada, obviously hockey is very competitive. Yeah. And yeah. I was, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed playing it and I loved it, but like, I just kind of could see like, okay, like 
I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that good. Like, it's not, not really going to go anywhere for me. So I was like, yeah. all right, like, I mean, I like rugby and it came, it felt more natural to me, honestly, like playing, picking up a rugby ball and, and just uh, running around the pitch. So I guess that's kind of how I made the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's sick too. Cause I mean, in Canada, especially that's, I don't know, not really the traditional route. A lot of time guys don't find it um, unless you're exposed to it really through, I mean, siblings, like you said, your sister exposed you to it. Um, but yeah, a lot of times you don't kind of find it until high school. I feel like it's the first time a lot of guys are introduced. So maybe your, your elementary school has flag like grade seven and eight, but, um, yeah, that's sick, man. It's, it's a good show. It helps. It helps that, uh, uh really get started, man. That can be, uh, definitely beneficial to, uh, uh, getting things rolling. That's where we first played eh, Carter high school. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, yeah. you were grade nine. I was grade 10. You were in Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nines against each other. Yeah. <laughs> that was unreal. That was great. I don't know if it was meant to be nines, man. I think we just I think they were short players or something. Yeah, yeah. I was I was supposed to be in the front row that game, I think. Yeah. No, I remember that dude. That was yeah, at, yeah. that was at uh, Stanford High School, man. It's actually hilarious. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah it's great. Another crossover show. Teams. I think it was was U eighteen Ontario, the set that sevens team. I think all me. Uh, Cal yeah. and David, we were all on that same team. So, quick shout out to David. Yeah. You were you were born in two thousand, right? You're a year. Yeah, two yeah. thousand. Yeah. yeah so me and Cal both, both ninety nines. He was the younger in the group, but he was starting started nine for us on that team. Absolutely disgusting. We all we all knew it. Didn't want to tell yeah. him, but that, what a rip that was, eh? Up in the yeah, I was I just that... I was just taken on tour. Yeah, they don't take front row hookers on tour, just on seven stores for no reason. Wait, but you were that gross uh, little flick pass, <laughs> the little oh, right. pat into oh, Calentam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, that was that highlight, bro. That was that OT highlight reel. That flick pass from, I think it was was it offset in grade twelve or something for you. I remember that. Uh, great offset. I'm not sure, man. Which one's? Oh yeah, that yeah, that out the back. Yeah, that out the back. That was that was in your highlight reel that we created literally at nationals in in, in Truro. You, uh, well, was that U19? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, man, that was that was a good tournament too. We we came up short there. We uh, yeah. what was it? We we came second to BC. Yeah, again. Again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah, Oh. Why don't you give us uh, a rundown, Callum, from U5 to uh, where you are now? Um, oh, so started at Oakville Crusaders, shout out, home club. Mm. Um, Danny, shout ever out. since I was uh, ever since I was little, and then went to the age groups there, and I got my first taste of like high level rugby in U14 Ontario, my second year, because my first year I got cut. <laughs> Um, and then that's when I started going through the Ontario system. So then Ontario, 14, 15, 16. I think that's when me and David played together or against each other in like the, tri the tri cup they did that year. Um, and then we did, uh, U 17. That's when we all played together, Carter and Danny and I with, uh, was it Nigel or U18? Nigel and yeah, Paul Hahn, this coach. Nigel and Paul Hahn, yeah. yeah. Was, that was a great year. That yes, was a sir. great year. Great team. Have a oh. go. Back your, have a go. Back your schlues. Oh, yeah. I love that. That was a great year. Um, Hosting nationals, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that was good. That was we came, we didn't do as well as we thought, but it was a the, the team the the whole team was so good. 
I loved yeah. it. The boys are unreal. Yeah. Um, U19, Ontario, and then, but I was going through, oh, U17, that's when I got in the Canadian um, camps, so the 15 squad, so like the training camps they were holding. Yeah. And then that following year, that's when you first get your tour. So we were in, we went to uh, France, Compare, with um, Mike Curran's team. Yeah. And that was that was an unreal trip. We played Georgia, France, um, and Bel or no Georgia, Belgium, and USA. And then um, that's when Nigel Nigel uh, Daker, he captained Hong Kong. Um, he he kind of set me up with Hong Kong my Hong Kong gig. Now he was just. Uh, yeah, like he, he, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's player. He's he's for the players without a doubt. Like he completely set me up with my contract here, and then I got into the junior program, and I just made my way up through the, through the through the ranks these last three and a half years, and now I'm I'm here, and I'm looking for the next chapter. So there we go. We'll, we'll get to that for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, your your traditional kind of uh, format of working your way through the ranks if you're a, um, a projected or um, what's the word for, um, I guess like, I don't know, a classified player in Ontario as you, you, you go through those ranks, the Ontario uh, yeah. from club to your next step is, uh, is like your, your uh, uh, Canada 15 camp centralized to then um, that terrain base, like you said, yeah. in, uh, in your first, yeah, man, yeah, both you guys kind of that, that traditional kind of route that you do in Ontario, even Canada. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, that's sick, bro. I was just reminiscing or thinking about it. Man. What, we were literally that was true. We were literally making your, uh, um, like you were. It was like I think it was like me, you, and uh, yeah, man. I was uh, uh, Josh Angerbrook. We were like you were writing your letter of like reference and shit to the, um, like I don't know, I guess the president of the Hong Kong Rugby Union, and uh, we make you make that, that the highlight tape and put it all together there while we're on tour. So I was sick because you, I'm pretty sure it was like closer after that you kind of packed up and that was you yeah got the, it was uh, confirmation and you were and you were gone dude it was it was at that time man um i i left i left honest probably three weeks after that tournament i left at the yeah. begin at the end of september um and we got back at the be- at the end of august i think yeah. i left within yeah three and a half weeks yeah it was quite at the time me going to hong kong was quite controversial because uh you're also in the Canada program at the time. Yes, I am also Canadian qualified. Yeah. So um, I was in the Canada program. Yeah. So they weren't. They weren't really. They. Yeah. It was a big decision, and it, they weren't really supposed to know. But. Right. Um. It was just such a great opportunity for me at the time. Right. Oh. It was. It was a time for me to get paid for rugby. You know, I was. They offered me a bit of money, and coming straight out of high school, like. Oh. You live like, across the world, like they're giving you free rent. Dream. Yeah, like it's 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 a no brainer, really, you know. And that opportunity Especially, just wasn't in Canada at the time, right? Like that, like there was no, yeah. like Canada, there was nothing in Canada that was offering you the same thing. Like not even there wasn't even the arrows at that time. To exactly, like and, 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 that, and that's what's sick about you two in comparison is the difference in in Canada rugby and funding, as we've obviously both know, we all know is is, and in the, at the time there was it was your same age grade as. as uh avery and and like josiah and there's the carding system um it's actually called the aap athlete assistant program and it's funded by the government that's why and that's how um i guess youth or young guys and you're 18 whatever that age you get carded and you go out 
and you're centralized playing for Canada sevens, that that opportunity isn't yeah. really there for 15s as much as it is for sevens. Uh, it wasn't at the time. So yeah, exactly. Man. That's what we were saying. It's a tough, tough decision for you at the time, but I yeah. mean, yeah, if you, like you said, man, you're, you're a kid coming to high school, chasing the dream, obviously uh, with the potential and the, uh, um, yeah, opportunity to go play professionally and get paid. So that's, yeah, man, that's, that's sick. But yeah, just, I guess the biggest point is two guys literally just who both played in that sevens and 15s and yeah. uh, with just different, different opportunities and, and different formats of the game, dude. Cause yeah, man, we played some, some pretty sick terms. Remember the, uh, yeah. that rogue. So I just thought the shot on her, a misfits uh, powered by, bro, that was misfits powered by podcast, but yeah, New York, dude, like that was, <laughs> that team was, that was nuts. It was stacked. It was stacked. It was stacked, dude. Joe had literally two weeks later. Joe played and got his first uh, reps on the circuit with Dubai. Dude, that was literally our term. Was like I don't know. Yeah. For start of November. He was he flew to Dubai like two weeks later, and uh, got his first reps on the circuit. That's like his legendary try that Moonlight passed off to him and, and all that. But yeah, man, that was it. That was a class team. We had, it was us three: Joe, Verkis, Hager. Um, yeah, who is it? Uh, Anglebrook. Uh, yeah, Engelbrecht. Hey, Dutro. He's a Dutro. Dutro. Avery. Remember that? Remember Garrett, dude? That guy from Cali? Yeah, Garrett. Garrett, yeah. he came yeah. in on the bus. Yeah. We picked him he's up been... in New York. Where did we pick him up? Yeah. Andrew Eason. Yes. Andrew Eason. Eason yeah, Vic boy. Good yeah, Eason's there. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it was... was the coach, bro. Like yeah. it is yeah, there. Also, huge shout out to Like it, dude. Guys, yeah. unreal. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cacking the yeah, he, man, uh, he was like 100% probably one of the biggest influences in my rugby career. Yeah, yeah, a lot without of without a doubt. Sure. Yeah, uh, him and Nige, for sure. Him and him and Nige. Now that now they compete, yeah. uh, now they can be provincially for the best sevens program. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Nige, Nige was coaching Canada at the time, right? Yeah. So he, he was, wasn't he, really with Andrew Hall. Yeah, they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't really supposed to be like. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that, even, t- you know? bro. It wasn't. Even, it wasn't even till after that tour. Like that was, that year would have been what, like sixteen, seventeen. It wasn't until after that then the misfits were kind of founded. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he founded his own sevens team. He was talking about that. He was always saying he's always wanted his yeah. own sevens team. Yeah, he, he was pulling us out of the, like those U eighteen, U nineteen, yeah, Ontario teams. So, yeah, it was but, good. Yeah, so we'll move on, boys. Uh, getting into a little bit more of modern day um, and just what it's like to be a pro. Um, I, I guess, guess before we end that, yeah, you want to take that, Danny? Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just I kind of want to start like both of you, right? So, Callum, you jumped right into like basically pro rugby, like you're getting a paycheck, and like uh, you, David, you were yeah. running into onto like onto the circuit, right? Jumping. So, I guess like my question is, what was that transition kind of like from playing Ontario, a bit of the Canada feeder system, and then boom, uh, you're on the circuit or you're playing in your pro system in Hong Kong. It's like, what are some of the big differences that you guys notice? From boys to men, pretty much. Yeah. Well, bro, I guess, I think that's, that's, you said it right there. It's like boys to men, like the physicality, the pace, the technicality of like how the boys are working and how the boys are looking at, like how they're working in analysis. So like they, you might see, you might not even see something, but they'll pick it up like a double effort, making sure you get around the corner, stuff like that. Like, it's just like at first, like my, like at first, like you're so like, it's real hectic, but you obviously deal with the pressure after, like that was one of the, one of our coaches, like um, philosophy was pressure is we want to put you under as much pressure as we can. So when it comes to it, 
you'll be able to deal with it in the game. That's what they mm-hmm. want us to do. So like, man, like our, our trainings are hectic. Like, I, like we'll have two different coaches and then they'll throw in like a different ball for like differential learning, stuff yeah. like that. Like it's a, it's like, for me, it was a whole, because they're, they're coaching and how they're playing and they want to play a fast game. So we had to be fit. And like my first session, man, it was like, and like Hong Kong, I don't know if you've been, David's been, it is hot as bro. It is so hot. <laughs> so in the summer, like I got there, I got there. It was at the, the tail end of the summer um, and it was so hot and we were playing on turf and like, I can oh. just remember like, like I came off the field, bro. My, my boots, they melted off on fire. <laughs> yeah. Like the bottom, bro, the bottom melted off, like actually came off from the, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Just turf yeah. heats up, right? Like it's not like yeah. grass where like it kind of like dissipates. Like it gets really fucking. Yeah, hard man. It just it just Dude. immenses off the floor. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, so that's yeah. Man, you, you're facing you're facing climate change for one. You know what I mean? Moving across yeah. the world, playing a completely different climate day to day, and then it's yeah, it's that next level of of coaching and and how they coach and the demand and what they ask out of you and your body and and everything, right? So yeah, hundred yeah, percent, dude. That's yeah. What about you, Dan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, kind of honestly the same thing. Like, coming out here, like, I'd never I'd never actually been onto Vancouver Island until, until the day I moved here. Yeah, so sick. It was uh, definitely definitely a big change. But the first thing, uh, I was, like, just notice how, like, professional the guys were. Like, just, just like, like all right, like, do your work, do this. Like, we, we're trying to get, like, a, an end result out of it. And, like, just, like, I mean, especially for me, like, I was 18 coming out here, and I've watched these guys on the circuit for, like, yeah. a couple of years before now and so i got so surreal like seeing like nate here on the pitch and, and connor Braden yeah. and all those boys and just like coming out there and like and i'm out there with them like like keep it up and just doing skills them at the first the first little bit the first week and first day was like well like this is this is nuts but then i mean slowly like the all the boys are very welcoming out here so obviously really like brings you into that because especially sevens like it's a it's a smaller core group of guys so they're yeah. always very nice and like very helpful and like all the boys like i'll oh, reach out if you need any any uh any tips or anything or any, any questions, uh, living out here for sure. So, but just, just the professionalism for sure for me was like, wow, this is like, this is like, yeah, this is, this is it for sure. And I think just like Joe had a similar kind of thing when we interviewed him a couple extra while ago now, I guess. Uh, but it's like Mm -hmm. a bit of star, bit starstruck at first, right? Like you're saying, like, you see here, I'm running out there. Like, it's like, you're seeing these guys on TV and now here we go. We go with just, I'm catching the ball from him now. (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. Especially like, yeah, just coming in like at that age, I was like, well, like, just because i've seen them and they're like they're like what 10 10 11 years older than me it's just like oh like, this, is, this is like so cool and yeah just a little bit of a lot going on with that the first little bit for sure because i guess yeah. it goes from like a part-time like you you go to whatever you go to high school and then after afterwards on the weekends you go and you play rugby and you hone your craft but now it's like suddenly you're thrown into it even you cal i'm like this is my entire life yeah. now like this is yeah. 24 hours seven days a week rugby 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 like it's just it's crazy like it was cool like it was so yeah. cool yeah. like man like, i can still remember like i got off the plane it was like 12 and then like my first week of training i get in there and oh this is a good story bro so my nickname now is muzz so okay. people call me muzz like bro people don't even call me calm anymore and, uh, <laughs> that's why so, it's like, on the ig bio yeah yeah muzz my instagram follow it thank you yeah no, no shout out <laughs> shout out um <laughs> And uh, it was, <laughs> um, and like I, 
like, bro, I was so excited to be there and like had my first contact session. We did live malls or we did mall. Yeah, we did live malls, but we weren't going up. It was just, just fall into place and smash. And like, I had no idea what, what I was like. I, like I did cause I played rugby, but like, I didn't really know what to do cause it was so hectic, bro. And I was just so keen. So like the first, the next day, Tuesday, we have Tuesday morning meetings before our field sessions every morning and all the boys are around. There's about like, like at the time there was probably like 43 guys and like eight coaches, like two physios. And like we had this like, like green area and like our boss's office was here, our coach's office was here. And, um, he comes out, he goes, oh, by the way, we got a new arrival. He's, he's 17. His name's Callum Tam. He's from Canada. He'll be joining the program from now on. Um, but we're not going to call him Callum. Um, we're going to call him Mustard um, <laughs> because he's keen as Mustard. So welcome. <laughs> welcome, Callum. And I was, I didn't, really un- I didn't really understand it. And uh, there's like a couple Kiwi fellows on the team. And he's like, like uh, they started like mixing it up. So it was like, DJ Muzz, Muslin, Muzzolini, Muzz Muzz, Muzza. There's there's so many different ones. <laughs> it's, it, it's good. Yeah. It's kind of grown on me. I kind of it's I like it now. Yeah. Like that's it. a crime, man. That's that's sick. But yeah, dude, honestly, both you and those and the testimony, it's like, man, it's just like that's the jump which you see often that the guys we talk to on this pod and even outside of this. It's that jump from like amateurism to professionalism, man. It's like yeah, you go from it being leisure to being it being your job. Like it's you know what I mean. It's no longer day to day. It's it's every day. So um, yeah, dude, that's that's sick, man. For both of you, for sure. So I guess like for both of you, I know and this is just kind of a side question. Are you guys doing school while you're out there? Either of you? I know, I know, David, you are for sure. And I guess more, Callum. Are you doing school on the side? Or are you full time rugby? Uh, no. I, I, when I came out here. Um, I was gonna do a school degree, but then obviously with the program shutting down, it's just it's not viable anymore. Yeah. Um, but I've started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I started my own business. I do my own coaching business out here because coaching oh. with kids is yeah, it's real. Uh, it's a high demand. Yeah. Really? So okay. I, yeah. I started my coaching business. So like, uh, for like the boys, it's like three to six, and then seven to twelve. So like the boys are coming in. So I live in the rugby flat and like, so the boys coming in, they need some work usually. So like, they just usually work for me and then that's how, but no, that's school. awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, kind of, that's kind of cool. So how did that, how, when did you decide that that was something, I guess you, you noticed it and you're just like, I'm just going to jump on this and I can definitely fill um, the gap here. Actually, man, like when COVID first happened. So I like, I have a little sister. So as you guys know, like I'm pretty close yeah. to her. So I'm, and I'm pretty, uh, pretty good, good with the young ones. With, yeah, good with yeah, good with the young ones, kids wise though. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, like, um, uh, I, like I started nannying this little fella named Max, because mm. um, he like his parents were like, yeah, we want he's at home, like he's pretty active and like he doesn't really like all his mates for school so like he doesn't really have much to do and i was like sweet easy so like i was like got pretty close to this kid like i was taking him to the beach hanging out with him taking on bike rides like i was practically like big brother like me and him are pretty close now too and uh like then the summer came and they're like yeah we don't we don't need one 
we don't need personal Manny anymore. I was like, oh, all good, no worries. And they're like, but we have five kids. Would you want to take them like three times a week? And we'll like sort you out. And I was like, yeah, absolutely easy. And then five turned to 10, 10 turned 20, 20 turned 40. Oh, wow. you know, it's just, yeah, man. It's like Jeez. now I have like an average of like 50 kids. Holy. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. just like mentoring or like, or like rugby specific. No, nah, no. Nah, it's, I, I don't, cause like they're so young that they're not rugby specific yet, like sports specific. Right, right. So like I wanted to, I wanted to target more of a wider range. So like, yeah. Mm mixing in like the rugby games like bulldogs like those fun games like kids love like you know yeah. like with like hand-eye coordination yeah stuff like that like it's just like a mix of it's a mix of a rugby camp slash sports activities camp yeah just get them kind of being active and having fun with the idea of rugby in their head count you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah 100 percent. yeah but then it's yeah it's cool this is uh it was a little gold mine yeah good for you yeah, dude how did you, how did that opportunity come out? Did I miss that? How'd you yeah, meet the family? How'd you meet yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, I met the, oh, I met the family through the club. So the kids oh, play okay. for the club. So the kid's a, uh, a ball boy usually. His yeah. name's Max, little fella. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're an English family. They're like expats. So one's, okay. a, one's a doctor, one's a, a um, sells electronics. And they're, they're an amazing family. They sorted me out. Nice, that's, awesome. that's good. Absolutely. Get a little sense of family away from home. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I guess for you, David, I know you're you're in post-secondary education school. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to, to UVic, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, just going to UVic yeah. part-time. So, so I, um, I guess like for like me and Carter like know uh, like what it's like to juggle just uni rugby and freaking like schoolwork, right? So what's it been, I guess, for you to be juggling now like seven, Canada 7's rugby which is, I guess, a whole nother step up. And then also trying to get yeah. into your classes. And I know you said you attended a stats class today. So what's that kind of been like, that balance? Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely gotten a little, like, easier, I'd say. Like, once I've, I've, I've been in here, oh, out here for a few years, so I've kind of learned uh, how, to juggle, how to juggle time and stuff. But uh, for sure, when I first came out, it was a, a lot of change for me. Like, uh, I came out here, started in uni, so never been in uni before. And then and then playing with the, with the sevens team, obviously, was a lot. And then... I was living in Langford at the time, actually. So I don't know if you guys know about like Langford and Vic. It's like not, not the, like it's pretty close, but not the closest. And when you don't have a car, so I was trying to get from in-school classes, bus back down to Langford, do training all day, and then bus all the way back to UVic, and then bus yeah. back all the way to Langford in the morning. So it was definitely some long days for sure at the in the first year. But um, yeah, is that so across a ferry just, too? No, not a ferry. Just uh, not just a, a ferry. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah just yeah. a bus like across across town. But it's like. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour to bust from like the university to the training center. So I was spending yeah, like that's three and a half hours in the bus Sunday. So that oh, was God, long yeah. for the first little bit, but um, yeah, you got to bring your I, notes. I that's yeah, tough, yeah. man. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, for sure. Some long days. And I was, I mean, obviously not, not all days of training are the best either. Like, you know, you, you got bad days and when it's, when it's pouring rain out in Victoria and then you got to get a bus yeah. and grab, grab your stuff. It's uh, for sure, for sure. Grind, Wet but, socks. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure grind. but i mean it, it was wet good. socks the jackets over your head because you forgot your yeah. umbrella everything yeah. mixed up <laughs> that, in your that's bag. just you that's just you cop yeah yeah, yeah it's oh, me God. man like, I'm, at, <laughs> I'm always i'm like that guy i'm at the back i got my like sock underneath like on, like hanging off my back 
and like my boots tied it's together. Hanging, like, hanging out with yeah, you. of course. Kick, yeah, kick man, my dude, legs, that's you know, like twisted between the legs. Yeah, no, that's tough, bro. You gotta find a balance, man. That's the, it's a tricky thing about being, well, obviously a student at this stage, man. So you're, you're balanced a full time job being a professional athlete. On top of that, you're nearly a full time student, man. You know what I mean? Like you got, you got a lot of shit on the go, but and I could have seen that's, I mean, it can't be easy, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you seem to be balancing pretty good. So, that's, yeah, I mean, honestly, like now there's a lot of people say they don't really like the online and stuff, but like I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging it right now. It helps a bit. It's, it helps me so much more. Like I don't have to, I don't have to always go to university or yeah. do anything like that. So I, got, I can have, I can kind of work it around the, the training schedule, which is nice. But yeah. You minimize yeah. an hour and a half of travel a day, right? Like I, 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 I have a car out here now. So it's, it's, that was oh, just okay. about the first year, but I got is a car that, is that your, first year. Is that, is that your coupe? Didn't you, didn't you and, uh, you yeah, and Joe drive yeah. that oh, That's, that's not a, so my dad actually drove that out here when we were playing U20s. He, uh, he drove it out here to to watch actually a U20 game and then leave the, he's going to leave the car out here for me. And then honestly, it didn't, it didn't end up like, I couldn't get it insured for some reason. I don't know the the safety laws or something in BC. So I had it out here for about a year and then uh, I had to bring it back because I couldn't insure it. So then me, me, Joe and uh, Lucas Hammond decided to to drive it. So that's all. James. Undisclosed, you might not. I'll probably put it on. So you drove an uh, an uninsured car across Canada. No, it was insured. It was insured in Ontario. Uh, uh, it was just in Ontario. Ontario. So everything prior in Alberta. I think you're allowed to have it for like six months in out yeah. of province. But and you're I kept it for a bit yet. longer, a bit longer out of the province. But I mean, luckily, nothing, uh, nothing bad. Yeah, happened. there you go. We're here now. Luckily, it doesn't matter because it, it, it was still it was insured. Fun. It was still insured. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the minimum longer, like six months. Yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, I'm gonna do the half. How was that trip? How was that trip? Obviously, with a couple of lads, it's nice. You guys share driving at all, or did, did uh, Joe and Hamill um, make you? covered on it was own. just it was just me just because uh none of, the, uh-huh. none of the boys can drive uh none of the boys can drive standard so i was uh oh no i was oh, it all out, kinda. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean what do you mean two thousand kilometers wasn't enough to teach those guys how to drive standard come on uh, we just wanted to like well i mean joe doesn't even have his license so i okay, couldn't couldn't put him behind are you serious then, uh, joe doesn't have his <laughs> license <laughs> uh, he come on license, mate so. come on uh, if you listen <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it was some some long days for sure. Oh, yeah. Long yeah. Days. But honestly, like driving through Canada in the summer, pretty beautiful though. I won't lie. Like yeah. some of the some of the stuff you have to yeah, see. Yeah, man, like, that'd be unreal. You got yeah. to do it for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. Anyways, let's I want to get into a bit a bit of your guys' trainings because I think that's that could be really interesting to talk about. I, like yeah, so what's it and I'll, maybe Dave, if you want to go first, what's I think we asked Joel a similar question, but I would like to hear from you. What's like the breakdown of training at that level like what what are you kind of like looking at and maybe if you can think of some differences between like even ontario trainings to like canada trainings what are some like big things that you're like wow like this is what this is what the pro is um, doing a lot of big thing the biggest thing i'd say honestly the biggest change is just uh video analysis like they mm. they hammer video analysis back like we, we have all of our trainings taped and and uh we have lucky great great video analysis here callum yeah he, uh, he puts all the clips together and like sends them out and I mean, sometimes there, there's a lot to, to go through, but I think that's the biggest thing. Like just looking back video, what, what, what could you do here? What could you do better? And like, why did you make this decision or, or anything like that? I think that's, that's, I'd say the biggest difference. Cause like with Ontario, you're playing, you're playing your club, you're playing Ontario, you're playing with a bunch of different teams. So it's kind of, 
it's hard to to grasp one one concept because some coaches want you to do different things but out here i'd say like yeah you know we have one main goal one focus and like our attack our attack system or they hammer our attack system and we got to know everything in and out every position so i think yeah that's probably the biggest difference i'd say from ontario to, to out here yeah 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 you train you train your eyes man for sure it's like even though I've, I've, there's, I've had some good coaches, I'll tell you, especially getting injured. Both of you guys have had some injuries, obviously, in your careers. They, that time off when you're, you can't be running around, they tell you, train your eyes, right? Watch film. Um, yeah, just develop that part of your game, too. So, that's, yeah, I mean, slowing down from play, 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 to you slow it down to when I mean, you're still playing, you're still training. But the aspect of, uh, of watching film and how beneficial that can be. And, uh, yeah, like you said, see what you could have done there and here and um, so forth. But, yeah, man, that's sick. It's huge. What about you, Cal? Uh, I will. I, th- I think. I think our trainings would be quite different in terms of uh, what's in it because of sevens and fifteens. Um, I mean, I, w- I was in a full-time fifteens program, and like it was like we did like three gyms a week or four gyms a week. Um, like you get there, it, it was cool. It was it was pretty full on. Like you do, if you after a game come in Monday morning, you do a gym screening stuff like that. You have we have like this app called smarter base and you have to like put in everything like how you're feeling if you have any injuries like your wellness or your mindset how are you feeling how's your sleep all that so the, the medical team looks that over before come in you usually do your gym and then you do a bike and then um you go do analysis your personal analysis and then tuesday's usually where you do your group analysis and um like it's just it's so um it's just so full-on yeah it's like it's yeah like like we're like it's an early finish for us but like it's back to back like you get in at eight you do your gym you get to your next you do your your watt bike and then after your watt bike you do your rehab with your your group rehab after your group rehab like the boys sometimes go get lunch or breakfast depending on what time it is and then um you come back you you do your analysis you have your huddle so like David has that too. Like it's this this app, and it's just has all your film on it, and you just click on it, and uh, you do your huddle, and then probably like two o'clock, you're you're um you're back at home. But then if you're if you're training with club, then you have like three hours, and then you have to leave and go train with club at night because um, you have the, those duty those uh, duties to fulfill with yeah. So like um. Like it's 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 ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. It's a good week though. Like you feel proud of yourself. Yeah, fuck. So who would have thought? Eh? Who would have thought professional sport would be so hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, I didn't. I was came in. I was like, wow, there's so much, so much running. Yeah, my body, <laughs> the, run, bo- the running. It doesn't. My body can't deal with it. No, my yeah, my body loves me. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What about uh, first caps? I know you guys both had different experiences. I know. Um, did you guys play against each other? You twenty? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did play against each other. Why don't you talk about that? Where Brazil. was that? That was Brazil. Brazil yeah, at the Sao trophy. Paul, Sao Paulo, right? Yeah. Sao Paulo. Trophy, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. World was trophy? that trophy? Yep. World yeah, trophy. That's sick. Um, In uh, like prelim games. Yeah. 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 Prelim. No. Yeah. It was. It was. No, we played each other last game, wasn't it? No, the last we played, game. We played. Was it last game? Yeah, it was last game because we came. Yeah, we did. And we. Well, maybe it was your last game, Colin. Was it your last game, David, or no? 
No, yeah. I think we played Kenya last. I think we played Kenya last. No, nah, you played Kenya. Did we? First. I don't you played Kenya. Yeah. I don't know, man. You weren't in our pool. You weren't in our pool. I'm pretty okay. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What What was that like for you, Cal, going up against like all the boys you grew up with? Oh, a lot of guys you would have played with even in Canada, and then a lot of your Ontario boys, right? Because there would have been uh, uh, a lot of those lads that yeah. you, uh, yeah, pretty played with. Uh, it was, it was good. Who, oh, who, uh, who won first? By who won? Oh, they smacked us. Hey, what was it? <laughs> Uh, I don't the know boys had yeah, the, the boys backed it though. We had a we had a good uh what is it? Our 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 star player Paul Altier kept us in the game with two runaway breakaway tries. Yeah, yeah, he did yeah, like, yeah, he did play pretty well. Yeah, like, bro, this kid he's a French and like he's from France, like unreal, just broke away two tries, kept us in the game 14-14, and then just it's a tough game after that. Let's just say that, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Well, where were you playing? You started – I saw you uh, – I know when you first got carded, Dave, you started playing – well, from well, – I mean, we competed for uh, – we had some reps together at 10 and such, and I always kind of saw his first receiver. But then, uh, obviously, as you grow and kind of turned into a young man more so, you uh, kind of started playing and fell in the back three. Were you, were you playing in the wing? Uh, yeah, I was on the, I was on the wing for that uh, for that team yeah. for sure. So I've been yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing mostly now. Mostly, yeah. yeah, I played a bit outside center, but mostly mostly wing so far. So yeah, yeah at least for fifteens for fifteens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. What's that? Uh, kind of a little bit little for bit sevens. What was your much, first uh, time in the circuit? First like cap. I mean, uh, it was actually first it was cap, Hong, yeah. Hong Kong sevens in twenty twenty nineteen, I believe. Yeah. yeah, 2019. Because I think Hong Kong is in April, so I was I was still 18. It was just before uh, just before I turned 19. But uh, mm-hmm. Hong Kong sevens for sure. First person I messaged was Callum when I, when I found out that I was coming <laughs> to Hong Kong, and I was like, "Hey man, like super stoked to come out. Like gotta gotta see you." And then I I think I got you tickets, right? And then you, you came tickets, and you were uh, Callum. Yeah, bro, you got me tickets. It was yeah, that was an amazing. You took me, took me out for lunch, and uh, man, it was just such a such a surreal experience. Like yeah, I was thirteen, nice I was thirteen fan, but um, that was even just like just like being on the certain, seeing all those other teams, and being in the team hotel was like just so so cool and so crazy. And Hong Kong was a great great first tournament. All the boys yeah. were telling me for sure, like, oh, this is like this is cool a venue. sweet tournament to go on. So. It was uh, it was just I was just soaking it all in and just enjoying the experience for sure. That's good, man. Anyway, right. did you did you get to run out as a thirteen man? Like, did someone? Uh, yeah. So the first, uh, I didn't play in the first day. I was just watching the first day, which honestly yeah. was all right. Like, it gave me a little a little feel for for yeah. a, a tournament day right. as a player. And then second day, I think Jake Teal was out with his ankle for a little bit or something. So I got to step in second day, and I played against. I believe my first game was against um, Kenya. And then, and then I played another game. I got in a couple, like a minute or two against Wales, but I didn't really get on the field too much. So just like maybe the last minute or so, but still it was just, just super cool running out of the tunnel with the boys and, and stepping on the fish for the first time was just, just, just nuts looking, looking around, but. Yeah. Now it's have flown by. I think we're talking to, even I think even Nigel said this about playing in the Hong Kong circuit, about how everything just kind of flies by when you're like, during like a circuit day like that weekend just goes fast like does it feel kind of that way to you too like it was just yeah, a bit it's like just, a flash <laughs> yeah it's just like everything's go go and everything's like, i mean like a hong kong tournament is like so many people come out and it's just so cool watching like the atmosphere that that tournament is just 
so yeah. sick. So yeah. it, uh, it, it definitely like, goes by like that for sure. Sevens is unreal in Hong Kong, without a doubt. Yeah. Top yeah. three uh, circuit, like top three circuits on like or destinations on the circuit, like Hong Kong's in there for sure. What are you, what are the other two? That you would throw in there as just as in I'd, like fan like just unreal places experience I'd, i mean yeah. personally i haven't played in, uh, in vancouver yet but i know like the atmosphere around vancouver so it's obviously a home tournament is yeah. nuts nuts yeah. so that's that's another cool and then one more that i've played in i'd say um it's pretty close between uh either dubai or south africa they're both they're both different very different like kind of experiences like south africa is very <laughs> like patriotic and they they always come out and like when right. the, when the, when South Africa is playing, it's the stadium's fully packed, like flames shooting up, just the whole crowd's going nuts. But I mean, if they're not playing, sometimes some of the 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 fans leave and stuff. But those two tournaments yeah. are, are sick. Up there at the greatest. Yeah. What uh, what's the tournament where everyone? I mean, they're all everyone dresses up. Everyone gets pretty nutty everywhere. But there's one I saw one of the barstool uh, like commentators ever goes to and like goes and just like interviews and talks to people. Um, like in the venue and in the stands and shit. And it's hilarious. See, just because everyone's obviously, it's a day, man. Like, I mm. saw you, I hit you up when I was in LA last year. So I played their yeah. university tournament and you were playing, uh, like, you were there playing, which was sick. It was dope to see you play. But uh, I forget the, oh, I don't know. If I think it was Hong Kong. Yeah. It was Hong Kong. I know the guy. I think I yeah, know you're it was talking Hong about. Kong. Yeah. He was wearing was a Vancouver PMT? Grizzlies shirt, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. That was, I've, I, I literally know the guy. Like with that, eh? it was it was he got himself in such a tricky, st- sticky situation. Yeah, yeah, like, it's hilarious, oh. bro. Man, dude, those events are sick, dude. Like, oh, you can't beat it. Well, for one, I mean, through all the sports you play, you guys could probably vouch for this, man. Rugby fans and rugby players are like the dopest guys, most fun guys. Yeah, right? you, like, yeah, yeah. If you're in the stands, man, you're boozing, 100%. you're having a good time, and that's so, like the format, man. You're literally it's it's a full day of just non-stop rugby you know how could it not be you're nine to five just drinking in the stands watching the world series like you know what i mean there's no yeah. other sport that is like that you know what i mean like go no, to a football game nah. you're two and a half hours go to an nhl game you're you know what i mean two hours like so it's like yeah you can't be that's just karate goes to sport man it's it's, it's insane it's sick but, yeah that's like yeah. uh so like what is it david you got you you know what it is it's the south stand and the hong kong yeah, sevens the south stand, yeah. so like the whole the whole there. like a whole stadium is pretty sick but like it's pretty tamed yeah. throughout the whole stadium but there's this one stand that's like just made for like party partiers like oh, no sevens way. like yeah, yeah yeah and it's like bro like it's like the best and worst situation in your life because like everyone's partying like unreal time dressed up sick and then but like then like you're at the bottom of the stand and someone throws a cup and you're not sure piss if cup. it's pee. piss cup yeah. yeah you're not sure if it's piss or if it's, beer. If it's a beer and like you're, <laughs> you're curious so you give it a little taste and you're oh, oh, yeah. it's not beer, beer. it's not beer <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. it's very potent front Piss. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, unreal. Man. I've been to uh, well, Las Vegas Sevens when we were when I went with the Rogues in I think 2018, and then mm. uh, and then uh, LA last year. But man, like he like if anyone's not gone to a tour, man, you got to put that in your to do list, your buck list, because dude, it's like you can't beat it. It's, it's stupid fun. Yeah. And and uh, and boy, you're watching uh, watching the boys go off. So um, yeah, big time. So I guess we can like 
we've talked a bit about your guys like life as a pro so move on to a bit about your futures and like i guess your next year i guess callum we can start a little bit with you because i know we got some sad news your way if you want to just get it out say it really quickly oh yeah, yeah. Well, the program it, but... the, the erp the national program international program that i'm in actually shut down month well no we're not shut down yet we shut down we have five months um it's shut down because it's because of the sevens, the Hong Kong sevens. The most of the Hong Kong, so Hong Kong, their funding is practically all sevens because they bring in millions and millions of dollars every every time they hold one, right? Right. Um, and they haven't held one in the last two years, and like they just came off the back end of the repercharge prior to the before COVID and all that happened. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's that's um, that's what's happening now. But um, uh, my 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 next focus is the MLR. I'd like to get to the MLR. Good man, oh, brother. Unreal, dude. Yeah. As you should. And that's a good shout, man. Like, yeah, like, man, you probably, I don't know, not that there was ever a mistake made, but you'd, you'd be for sure in there or nearly in there by now if you had a state over yeah. here. So it's just where, yeah, you're lucky to have that opportunity now. So I mean, yeah, good for you, man. That's where you should be, man, because that's. That's sick, dude. Come home, potentially. Yeah, that's exactly it. Throw a Toronto jersey on, but yeah, man, that's that's a good, uh, a good show, a good, great opportunity. Yeah, I'd love to come home. That's that that's the goal. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like I'd love to come home, play, and then I'm still also Canadian qualified too, right? Yeah. So like oh, wow. when I came over here, I'm dual, I'm dual qualified. So like it's not really if I do go to an American team, I'm not. It's not uh, an issue. Yeah, yeah, I'm not considered an international player. Or, I'm just like one of the passport holders. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, man, That's you can tough. look at it as well, yeah. one door closed and another one's open, brother. And, and the, the lucky thing about it is you weren't sitting duck for the last last three, four years. You've been you've been a pro athlete for the last four years. You got that in your resume. You got the experience. And, and obviously, you've been developing and getting better. So, yeah, I mean, you come here and take any MLR team that's – that's gonna be yeah, because there is, man. There's expansion teams. That league's growing, dude. That's Dan and I are stoked about it, man. We wanna, we want that shit to start rolling. We're excited to see. Yeah, this. man. You're covering that more, but uh, yeah, dude, that's a sick opportunity for you, man. I would. That's it's good you got something in mind and uh, front forward thinking, Meg. If you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just MLR. It's that it just looks so so cool, like the professional league, and the funding is good. Like the the, the rugby standards getting better each year. I've been watching it, yeah. so. Yeah, more development, more exposure. New guys are coming over. The, yeah. the name's getting out there internationally. And I, I don't know. I'll be honest, man. I'm sure it's pretty dope living in uh, in Hong Kong, but I don't think it would be too bad to sign a contract in uh, the expansion franchise in uh, in LA. I mean, oh yeah, that's I, I, I haven't saying. I haven't seen too many, if any, uh, loose forwards or or twos signed. So I mean, fuck, but really? you that same same that same resume over that yeah. you got and. Yeah. <laughs> Send him a quick text. There you hey, go, you want to give me a contract, please? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. I'm, I'm all to see. Just hoping. Got five yeah. months. See where it there takes me. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. yeah anyway. And, and David, what about you? I know uh, everything's kind of shut down because of COVID. Like, uh, there's no tournaments right now. But uh, what are the, what's, what's like you said? I know you mentioned like the, the team's very focused. Like, what's the focus right now um, for you guys? Um, Obviously, the focus, uh, focus right now, obviously, is the, the Olympics as they're, they're still on right now. So we're kind of gearing up and, and really, really going hard for those. Next, the next, like, six months leading up to it, it's going to be pretty intense and pretty pretty good for the boys. But, um, yeah, in terms of that, we're just, like, right now we're in, like, a seven-week little block where 
um, the boys are just getting getting the, getting back into it, getting their bodies strong, prepared for contact. Obviously, uh, I'm actually not not in it right now, just with my knee, so I'm still recovering from uh, knee surgery about a couple months ago. But uh, I should mm-hmm. be back up and running in a, in a few weeks, and then hopefully on field in like just over a month and a half, two months probably. So right on. That's uh, and that's kind of the main focus. Yeah, dude, and I know you've had a couple pretty big injuries before, right? Like I think your shoulder was weird when I saw we were training together at the, mm-hmm. God, what was it called? The pro-amp? What's it called? Um, in, what's the place uh, Toronto, in Toronto? In Scarborough? In Toronto. Oh, Pan Am? Pan Am. The Pan Am, the Pan Am. That's Pan what Am, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I guess for you, if like maybe like a little tips and tricks and Callum, feel free to chime in too. Like dealing with injuries, what kind of tips would you give to maybe some younger guys who are maybe hitting that first hurdle, which is whatever, like a shoulder injury, like, what are some things that you have learned now that you wish you knew maybe your first injury or first time around? Um, honestly, just like, obviously pre, um, just, just keeping your, keeping your body strong and stuff. But I mean, obviously in any situation, like you can get hurt in rugby. So the biggest thing I'd say after you get an injury is got to keep your head up and just, just look to grind to get back and, and uh, just stay focused on recovering and that, that kind of one thing only. And then the rugby aspect of it is like, it'll come later, but I mean, especially for my shoulder, I was, it was just just before I moved out to to BC actually to get carded, and I hadn't officially signed my my carder contract yet. So I was I was a little skeptical and scared that I wouldn't get wouldn't get my card because I had oh true and I wouldn't be able to play. But I mean, luckily that all that all kind of worked out. But I'd say just just keep your head up and just listen listen to the physios and trainers. And I mean, luckily out here we have a they they had they helped me along with both my shoulder and my my knee surgery. So. They, um, they've been really on top of me, got, give me the programs and, and strengthening stuff to do. So uh, just kind of following those, those long and just, just making sure you get it right. And don't, don't rush to get back. And they're, yeah. they're, they're really good with that stuff. So. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not time off. Right. I think a lot of guys think they get injury. It's time to put my feet up on the couch. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of work just to get yeah, yourself back to where it is. Oh, Still it's, time. Some, it was just like, just how much little stuff you gotta be in the gym, like just doing like, especially my shoulder, just like little stability stuff and all those small little muscles in there that, that help you tackle. And you're just like, you kind of don't really realize it until you've, you've had that, like had, yeah. a, had a big injury and you're like, Oh, like it's, it's not, just, it's, yeah, it's not just, Oh, you're just, okay. Like we'll see you in five months. It's like those five, six months are like your, your grind and, and every little, every week is like something new and a new challenge. Like, okay, like I can, you know, move my arm up this or, or like, put more weight and I can squat deeper or anything like that. So yeah, just little, yeah. like set, setting little goals for yourself, I think is just is yeah. really helpful and good too. Those micro developments, man, for sure. It's definitely, yeah. Injuries are humbling, man. You gotta, you gotta take it seriously. And, and luckily for someone like you or guys in your spot, man, you can utilize those resources and, and you have, like you said, 101 resources you can, you can use to uh, take that time better yourself and, and make sure uh, you're giving it back, man. That's the thing with anatomy. It's pretty humbling, but uh, dude, I remember, I remember, and that was when it was like, I was like, I would have been like 2018 or whatever. And that's when I, Nigel's like, yeah, he's like, uh, you hit me up late to go to Utah, my first tour at the Misfits. He's like, uh, like yeah, dude, go down to there. We got some of the Misfit guys like training with the, um, I guess, centralized carded athletes at the time, um, like the younger girls and guys development. He's like, uh, yeah, go down to, uh, what was the abbreviation for? Like, I guess it's the, like that Pan Am facility. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, just go down there. There's a run around there. And I was expecting to go there and see like Camel, uh, Silver, all the boys that I was going on tour with, like Elias and shit. And I got there, there's like, no one. I was lost inside. I think we were training inside. And then it turns out we're in the back. They're like, call Nigel. And he's like, oh, hey, he's a Kata. He's like, good, good to talk to you, mate. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm like, brother, I, I'm sitting here at 
at the pan am practice will start in 10 minutes I'm like where the hell are you he's like oh sorry mate like none of the boys are going this week he's like we're leaving next week he's like <laughs> off to whatever and then i'm like oh this is fucked he's like, well if you're there now you drove there he's like you might as well go and train and so i got there i was like far out of place but i remember seeing you there and you were that's when we i, I don't know first time i saw you since like you 18 or 19 and we were shit, shoot, shooting the shit. And, and that was, and you're like, yeah, man, I'm a card. I'm just like waiting to go out, just shoulder rehab in here until, uh, until the season. And uh, I'm adding out two weeks. And dude, I remember like the end of practice, you had some stupid, some stupid friggin' fitness day that you had to do that. Um, that you probably had sent over by the, the boys at West. And it was like, dude, we had like a, like a 10 by 10 temple, like full field run or something. And it was like, it was insane. I remember just dogging it. Like, 15 yards behind you just trying to keep a uh 15% less pace in you and it was it was not spam but yeah i don't know that was trying, just a, trying to keep I, a 15% less pace in you that's gold <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to keep that trying to yeah. keep it yeah. no, no, i don't dude, need a push i don't need a yeah. push i'm going <laughs> to keep taste, it was a taste of like oh man i was <laughs> right I, we're, I was running reps with this guy playing 10 wow, years ago and now here i am freaking this guy's got a card and I'm just, I'm dogging behind it. It was just, it was funny. I remember, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was not jokes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Some good training out there, honestly, at the Pan Am Center. Such a sick yeah. facility and like the training in the back, like not, not too bad, actually. Definitely helped me, helped me before I came out here. So. These fields back there. Would they be no directly, goals. are they obviously, they're obviously, well, like they're obviously affiliated with um, your coaching, your, your program out West, right? Like mm. we'll talk back uh, and forth. They'll give you a, Kind of well, like I was, I was kind of one of the only guys there, honestly. Yeah, so like they, because yeah, I knew I, so I knew I was getting, I was getting cards. So they, they kind of like Damien, uh, the, the head coach at the time kind of set me up with like, with the, all the training. So I, I got to go to the facility for free and, and it was mostly supposed to only be the girls, but they, there was like kind of an exception for me and out there. So it was, it was, it David, was really nice. They can, they can help me out. Yeah. What year was that when it was me, you and, oh my God, Braden Bruce was also there. Mm-hmm. And I think a couple other guys, because I remember just I went there for one year for those trainings. But it was just like it was like all girls because they had yeah. more funding than we did. They, they had a centralized academy there. Yeah, they had yeah. a centralized academy. And then there's like not much for the guys. But I think it was like 20. It's fair enough because they, they crushed it in the seventh circuit, I guess. But uh, uh, funding. Uh, government funding. funding is just, yeah. government, that's um, what I mean, yeah. 17 or 18? Yeah. 20, yeah, one of the two. I'm not so sure. All right, so I got one more before we hit, hit you guys with the two final wrap-up questions because you guys have been very generous with your time so far. Um, but just uh, getting to the next level, quick, if you had three tips or whatever for a younger person listening who wants to take their rugby from whatever, they want to make it to the MLR, they want to make it to the Seventh Circuit, they, that's what their dream, three tips. Like what's something you would tell them? Uh, David, you go first. <laughs> I go first. Um, I'd say I'd say um, for sure one thing is just if you if you put your mind to it, like you can you can kind of do anything you want. Just 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 stick to it. I, Callum, don't look at me like that. What, what would I say? What would I I'd say on yeah, maybe just 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 keep grinding and and like once you get those little once you get those opportunities, make the most of it. I'd say because once you get a certain opportunity, make the most of it, and then. And then good things will kind of come from there and, and happen from that. So yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a little tip, I guess. But How motivated? No, for sure. Also, you, you never know who's watching. Canadian International, Dave Richards, also, everyone. You, also, you never know who's watching. <laughs> that, that's also true. You never know who is watching. So, Yeah. 
every game. What about you, Cal? Um, uh, that's, uh, that's a tough one for me. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, what I'd, I'd say three things is, um, S and C. Like, mm-hmm. I think the top guys are you, like the, the top athletes are like the, the best players on the team. Like, not the best players, but like you want to be, you want to have a good well rack. You can be like, yeah, I have silky hands and unreal, unreal skills. But like, you want to be a, a some sort of. You don't need to be massive, but you need to be at some sort of flat line of S and C strength and conditioning. Um, I always used to like. I always used to think the skills were the most important. Skills to pay the bills. That's what like it taught me. So I was always playing. Like I was always practicing my skills, so mm-hmm. I think S and C skills, and then um, what is it? Um, what's the last one? I don't know, maybe tell uh, us. Uh, watching the game, I watched so much rugby growing up. Yeah, mm, good call. I was like, I remember going to like Crusaders on like a Saturday. And like making pies for the, like the, the club, and I just sit there like eating like four pies and just watching rugby. <laughs> just just Six Nations, bro. That that year I gained like fifteen pounds that winter, hundred awesome. percent. Yeah, yeah, no, like for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be coaches. Obviously, that you need the skills, like you said. There's not many guys I played with that when uh, we got a kick from 45, 50 out, your two steps up and is gonna slaughter for you, or is competing yeah. with your ten and your nine that. To kick, a, to kick a conversion. Um, yeah, man, you definitely have those skills. But, like, yeah, this guy must have listened to our last pod, Danny. About, <laughs> uh, the, the linear progression about a well-rounded game. Dude, 100% you need that. Um, yeah, it's, you just get the next level, man. But, yeah, no, for sure, man. It's definitely some good tips and tricks for those younger guys. Have a well-rounded game and, um, yeah, keep working on those little things. Micro skills, train your eyes. But I do agree. Watching rugby is a huge, man. Guys don't utilize that enough. Like there's so much international um, content and, and such out there that, I mean, watch it. Like they'll tell a good coach. will tell you, watch your player see what they do. You know, obviously not going to mock if you're nine, you're not going to mock Aaron Smith or, or uh, Connor Murray, but I mean, pick up yeah. those little micro skills and that, yeah, it goes a long way for sure. Yeah. 100%. I mean, and when you, when you love watching rugby, it makes it that much easier. Like it doesn't really, it doesn't feel like you're working or anything. It's just like, Oh, you're, you're enjoying it while, in the moment while you're doing this. So it's, yeah, it's not really kick that a couple beers, kick a couple yeah. beers, to boys, kick back, get your notepad yeah. out. I'm not, I'm not drinking beers, mom. I'm doing analysis right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let the boys work. Yeah. yeah. All right, Carl. Why don't we say we hit up with the two wrap-up questions and uh, call it a day? Hey. Yeah, brother. Or night, or it's morning, night, and morning. What? Yeah, it depends <laughs> where you are in Hong Kong time. What are we? We're nine. Matt, you're morning. You're nine. You're, uh, nine. F- 940 in Hong Kong. What are we? 540 out west and and 840 for me. So yeah. I mean it's five o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere. So <laughs> so yeah, we'll spin them off here quick, time. boys. Hit him with hit it with a quick. We'll go uh David or Colin first. So favorite Kurt rugby player. Anyone you kind of model your game after, um, or aspire to be Malcolm Marks. Oh, good one. Malcolm I like Marks. I like a South African Attacking, show. physical, <laughs> mobile. Practically a back row player hook. He's he's sneaky, man. He's absolutely like he just he, he's so smart. Like you can just tell he's yeah. just smarter, like one of the smartest players on that field. And 100%. like, yeah. 
And he's Absolutely. so young too. Yeah. For a hooker at least. I'd say for me probably probably Caleb Clark. Love watching that guy. Just watching him when he has the ball is just just oh, something dude. else. So I mean, obviously he's he's a big guy, so I don't know if I model my game after him, but just watching him, he's just he's he's one he's one player to definitely watch for sure. And in yeah. those Australia tests, man, that game we all saw the highlights. That was insane. Oh, His first test, dude. Nice. John Alomo esque. Nice. Not to slap the Yeah, dude. Second. <laughs> Seriously. His grandfather died that game, didn't he? Oh, oh yeah, uh, for I sure. Yeah, I got issue. Maybe it wasn't. That, I mean, I think it was that game. Not sure. I heard something. But like he that, scored yeah. a try for him. I think his first yeah. try, breakaway try. Poetic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So last question um, for you both. Of you, who do you guys think is the greatest rugby player of all time, or the goat? At your position, whatever, just greatest player to play the game. Um, uh, Dan Carter, I'd say, just, just Dan Carter. What a, what a career he's had. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And still playing, dude. Yeah, yeah, Has exactly. to be, yeah. Talk about longevity. Yeah, yeah. What you want you Dan Cal? Carter too, Calif? Yeah, probably. Uh, nah, different ten, better. Richard Nigel Dacre. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Nah, um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm thinking. 10? I thought he was a prop. Nigel was. Yeah, nah, he's a ten. I know. Well, I remember watching him play a game of Crusaders. Loved to chip, just a little chip over, caught it <laughs> out the back. That, that must himself. that must be why there's that legendary photo of him wearing gloves, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was the, the Hong Kong tournament. Yeah, seven. Bring, yeah, him, back. bring him back. Yeah, tell him, tell him, be the be the guy to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. we, we need a coach now. We need a new coach. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, thank you so much for this. Was fun, man. I enjoyed this. I haven't talked to both of you in years. In a minute, dude. Yeah, in a minute. Yeah, say the least. I think. But, uh, Until I, yeah. last time I talked to David, I was hitting him up when I was in LA. I was like, "Mate, where are we going after the game?" <laughs> going after the circuit. No, but David went home. David went home and jumped in the ice bath. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> that's the difference between uh, university and and uh, um, professional. I guess I was smashing beers all day, and he was playing. <laughs> that's uh, all good, though. That's on a side good. note, David, the, the uh, barbers <clears throat> got to be open out west, no? Uh yeah, the barbers are open. With that fade, are they? Say, that's yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. No way. You got a little team yeah. barber or what? No, we don't have a team barber. Actually, one of my, one of my buddies, Reese, uh, actually just cuts my hair, so it's kind of nice. Awesome. He gives, gives me a nice little discount, and uh, there you go. It's always good to see him. So yeah, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. <laughs> well, bars are, is bars open because there's like 15 people on Victoria Island, or um, maybe I don't know. BC's pretty. Yeah. Is yeah. there heaps of COVID? Is there heaps of COVID there? Um, I don't think not on the island. I'm not. I'm not too sure, but I mean, obviously, we're not really going out much anywhere or doing yeah. much, anyways. But I mean, it's like nice that like Ontario's on lockdown right now, and we're I can like you know go go to training and do all that stuff. So that's yeah. that's nice. But yeah, me and Car jealous of all you boys skiing over there while we're stuck in our, our basements. Just to... uh, my my suck not being able to ski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Callum, what, what about you? Is there's is, is Hong Kong open uh... or? How's that? At the moment, no, but we're off training. So, like, that's one of the reasons. Like, we're just, like, it's just the COVID right now. It's so up and down. We haven't ever, we've never been in a full lockdown. 
Mm. But like first oh, came gosh. out, like I don't know. I think we're like three hours away from Wuhan or Hebei. Oh fuck yeah. true. And like so like it didn't really take that long for us to get here and people were going crazy when I first got here and then like it was all good. Like it was I was I was just off work. I was going it was in the summer, it was pretty mean. Like I was going to the beach every day, kicking back. Yeah. Like yeah. enjoying some off season. Yeah, exactly. Like just there you go. obviously like training still. Like we have our gym in the, the in the living room flat. Like we got a squat rack, got a bench, got like nice 150 that, kilos. There you go. So, yeah, yeah, we got we got a bike. It's it, a couple dumbbells. It's pretty full out. It's good. So it's yeah. it's. I like it. I like the the time off. You get your own mm. schedule. Yeah. Work a bit. <laughs> work out a bit. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Well, if you just bear with us, boys, we're just gonna hit a little uh, a little outro, and then we'll say our goodbyes. Um, but uh, yeah, we just want to shout out to the listeners. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the little new segment, a um, little roundup. Don't don't forget to tune into the Curry Cup this weekend. Uh, you got the uh, the semifinals, so uh, yeah, get up Saturday morning for those. Um, yeah, man, keep, uh, yes, keep tuning in. We're, we're gonna keep having some guests. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, stay tuned, guys.